was made for the such a bad graphic. No, it's important. I have to change it. Hmm.
Hi, my name is Annika. Do you know that feeling of having intimacy with another or with yourself and just not feeling fulfilled? So the question is, do you really know what you want? Do you know how a yes feels in your body and how a no feels in your body? And really from your body and not from a rational headspace. And are you completely aware of how do you want to be touched? And how do you want to touch another? And if you do so, how do you communicate this in a clear and loving way? This and other topics I'm covering in my workshops and I look forward to welcoming you there. Find me on Facebook or Insta with my name Annika Lip. A-N-N-I-K-A-L-I-P-P or contact me via WhatsApp 079-3517-864. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised. classes with your hosts lady lola and miss kitten come on in and take your seats tonight's class is about to start and there we go it's time for class number two in the first semester of kinky classes with my beautiful co-host miss kitten and myself, Lady Lola, welcome to all of our listeners. And gosh, you guys have really arrived in the numbers, haven't we? I mean, 847 live listeners. Guys, we love the lot of you, but we all know that. I'm going to start off, as usual, by mentioning our affiliated site, the Council of Fantasy, Lola's favorite friends at the COF. The Council of Fantasy is a lifestyle-orientated community. We cater for BDSM, lifestylers, and everybody that wants to learn a little bit something more about sex positivity, right? We host events in all spectrums, and we, we consider ourselves a safe, sane, and consensual educational platform where everybody can come and learn. You'll find Miss Kitten there. She hosts the um, group for the Women Empowerment. She's also on the educational group. Everything and anything that you guys hear about on Kinky Classes, you guys can certainly come and learn a bit more about that on the COF. You guys can find us at www.counselorfantasy.co.za. 
This evening's guest has got an accent to die for. Gosh, guys, we've really got a treat for you. Her name is Annika F uh, Lip, and she um, is joining us this evening on a consent class. I don't know much about consent, so I'm hoping I can learn a bit, right? Annika is a tantric, and a tantric and ceremonial practitioner who is dedicated to the pursuit of truth, valuing honesty, authentic connections, clear and clear communication. She conducts workshops and events in the field of tantra. Annika is deeply passionate about empowering others to embrace their body, their embody, to embrace and embody their authentic selves guiding them on a journey towards a greater self-discovery and truth. That being said, before I introduce um, our guest, Annika, let's give my fabulous co-host, the iconic Miss Kitten, a chance to come and greet us this evening. Miss Kitten, are you there, my love? Hello, beautiful Lola. It's so nice to be back and all these amazing listeners and so lovely to see you guys all here tonight. Thanks for coming out and welcome to our awesome guest. I'm really excited about tonight's show. That being said, Annika, thank you so, so, so much for joining us this evening. Um, I'm going to start off by asking you, um, how do you feel about consent? What is consent to you? Annika, you're muted. Yes. There we go. Here I am. Here I am. I have to say I'm feeling so honored to be with you on the show. Thank you so much for it. And yeah, consent. Consent is extremely important for me because it is the base of all kind of interactions and especially also for the Tantra community. Yeah, so mm, it's not just knowing the yes and the no, but also really knowing it. And one of my main teaching is not just reacting from a headspace, like, hey, can I sit here? Yes, of course you can. Yeah, but this is more reflex. So also we are looking at in the Tantra field, like where does it matter the answer comes from? Is it a reflex? Is it like conditioning? Is it like coming from old stories? or wounding or is it really the the truth in that moment and this wisdom is for me in the body yeah so in the tantra field what i'm teaching is to listen to your body and because the answers are there does it make sense <laughs> it does absolutely i'm just going to ask um annika your uh, your volume is a bit low we just want to get that volume up a little bit just a tiny bit so um, if you're using your mobile device, just put your mobile device a little bit closer to your, to your mouth when speaking so that we can just hear you a little bit clearer. Miss Kitten, you teach a consent class and you obviously I've, I've, I mean, I've been in it. It's an amazing class. Um, how do you feel about consent? Um, consent for me is a word with many meanings, but mostly for me, consent means to feel together um so it's more for me than yes is yes and no is no that kind of that kind of classifies as permission and consent for me is more than permission i think there is a framework that we need to apply to ourselves before we look at whether we're consenting with anybody else um and that's quite a powerful framework and if we apply that framework consent becomes quite a self-regulating um, care model. So I think we are taught in our culture 
um, to ask for permission. Um, and we often do that in quite a co in a, in in a, with quite a lot of coercion instead of looking at something and asking the person if they actually are really feeling the emotion behind the whole thing and have a hundred percent consenting with us. So I think basically it's not about asking for permission. It's about making sure we have the information, we have our own boundaries in place, we have the capacity to deal with the situation and then asking the question. So first consenting with ourselves and then consenting with everybody else. And the other big thing for me with consent is that um, it's a skill. We live in a culture where we're taught to say yes to everything. We're not taught to say no. So we forget what no and yes feel like within our bodies. So our instant trauma reaction to everything is just to agree. Um, and we need to break that down for ourselves. And we need to start practicing the nose and practice hearing the nose and practice using the nose in the right situation. So when we need to use the yes, it feels good and it feels right. But it, I think it's hard in today's day and age because we have to agree to everything, even if we don't really feel the agreement. Does it make any sense? Yeah, I think I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, it makes it makes sense. And also, Annika, you touched on this a little bit earlier, is actually feeling the yes in your body and feeling the no in your body. Is this something that you guys within the tantric community um, embark on teaching a lot? Look, uh, the tantra community is huge, so I obviously can't speak for all of them. But yes, mm. we, what we are definitely doing, we are connecting in a deep level with our with our body. Yeah. So, so the the listening, the 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 bodies are speaking all the time to us. In my point of view, yeah. So we are coming on this planet with this ability. But then when we do something and our mother is not in, she does not like it, obviously we stop to do that. If we do as a little one something else and she smiles, we will act on that. So we are losing often already in our young age, our real truth. Yeah, and this is what we need to remember. So we all, in my point of view, we all have the ability to listen to our bodies. We just need to remember. Yeah, and there are tools which I teach that you can listen, that you, that you hear your voices. And in my point of view, when we are acting from there, then it is a real yes or a real no, and not coming from, like I mentioned earlier, or also what Miss Kitten just said, yeah? We are so ingrained, like we have to smile all the time, we have to say yes all the time. And most of us are kind of like people pleaser, which also makes sense because we need each other, right? So we are like, mm. yes, of course, I'm supporting you, I'm supporting you. And what, what is happening? Well, we are all supporting the others and saying yes to others if it's not a real yes for us. In this moment, we are saying no to ourselves. We are abusing mm. ourselves. So we are shutting down the trust of our own body to ourselves. This is a very important point. I love this. This is a very important point because this is, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, and this is a, a phrase that's, that gets thrown out a lot, is being self-consenting. 
Um, if you, I'm, this is what I'm seeing, right, within what what um, you just said, Annika, is the fact that if you are self-consenting, consent begins with yourself. If you don't have self-consent, how can you expect to give to give consent over to somebody else, whether you guys are arranging a play or whether it is in daily life? Because this isn't only about kink. We use consent in daily life as well. So if you are giving consent away that does not um, allow line with your with your body and with what you're really feeling then in essence wouldn't that be not being self-consenting absolutely absolutely and it's also the fact that i'm believing that the other person's nervous system is feeling that i don't know if you guys know this feeling of the other person said yes you start with something but it doesn't feel right yeah and this is mm. because our nervous system picking up, there is something not aligned. So it feels a bit like, <laughs> yeah, so this is happening when the yes is not a real yes. So what we also do is when the other person says no to, to like, we ask, for example, I would love to touch you in this and this way. How do you, do you want this? Or how do you feel about that? Ace, what is important for me to give the other person time, yeah? If the answer comes straight away, it's, it's a reflex. But really give the person a time and when this person says no, no explanation needed, no is a full sentence, and it comes a no, I'm feeling really like, wow, thank you for honoring yourself and for trusting me to say no and for saying yes to yourself. So I'm very big mm. in like encourage people to say no. Because then, sometimes I'm asking when we are talking about touch, Maybe I would like to have something quite specific and edgy. Maybe I would see three times in a row a no. But then if I'm when I request the fourth, not request, ask for a specific touch of the fourth time and it is a yes. Wow, beautiful. And then I know it is a real yes because this person just proved that this person can say no. Mm. Miss Kitson, how do you feel about being self-consenting? Yeah, I think self-consent's hard. We, um, Annika touched on it earlier, and I think we look at how we train our children um, by forcing them into situations. We force them into situations to hug and to shake hands and to kiss um, their, their, their family and people that they don't want to when they're small. So we take consent away from them. We take the choice away from them then. So when we're then forced into a situation when we are older and we're then told, well, you know, um, we now have a choice, um, the choice doesn't feel right. And we're nervous about using that no because we haven't been allowed to use it. And for me in kink, no is the most amazing amount of information because it, it, it starts to provide me with information for that person. So I'm, we're, we're deepening the, the cubic depth of the relationship container. We're not just sitting on the surface anymore. We're actually getting down to some real truths. And I'm able to then change my course of action um, and change my change my thinking and align with the person in, in in what he really wants out of the or what she really wants out of the situation, which is so much better than 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 not having the truth. And I loved what Annika said about um, 
that real truth, that, that, that honest yes and that honest no. I have huge respect for someone that can hear a no and that can use a no because that puts me in a situation where I, my, my trust with that person is so much deeper because I know that they'll use their voice when they need to. And I think when we look at kink as a, um, as a whole model, without the ability to use your voice, without the ability to tell somebody that this is not working for you, you're going to end up in huge trouble. The stuff that we play with in this community um, can end up in abuse. And that feeling that Annika is talking about where you just don't feel right, that feeling grows and you go home and that becomes that feeling of feeling violated. And the thing is to communicate that violation afterwards um, it it really muddies the water a simple no in front would have made it easier but it's a skill it's not something that we are trained at we live in coercion culture we have to practice these things we have to practice saying no to the small things and saying no when we feel it and we learn to trust our nose more and then we can start to trust the nose of other people and that that information is just amazing so yeah i love what annika said and love about um, I think there's a term in the kink community where they, they talk about enthusiastic consent. And I don't like enthusiastic consent. I like the term embodied consent. You have to feel it. You've got to feel it inside you. Does mm. this feel right? Because like Annika said, when that niggly naggly feeling goes, then it, it, that only increases when you add kinks like impact um, or sharps play or stuff like that there's no good result from that situation and you wake up feeling vulnerable and you're not rewarded for the vulnerability and then you feel violated and the person that you're violating is yourself because you're not honest with yourself at that stage but it's a skill it takes practice mm. so tell me when when how do we approach this within our intimate relationships annika um would you say because I'm thinking now if I'm in a relationship, right, and um, my husband or my boyfriend or my partner in whichever kind of relationship, you always want to keep your partner happy, right? Um, because a happy partner equals happy life. No, it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to, obviously, like we've heard now, you are supposed to be feeling that yes and really not settling and not um, skimming anything off of yourself when it comes to a partnership. So so how do you then, because, I mean, that's, that's two, two sides to the story. Within a partnership, how would we, how would we approach consent within a relationship? So in my point of view, first of all, communication is clear. Yeah, so that you learn to clear, communicate clear and honestly about all kind of things. And what I'm also looking at in my workshops is like the assumptions. And because many people do make the assumptions that they, exact, that they know exactly what the partner likes and what the partner does not like. Are we talking about specific cake? Are we talking a sex practice? Whatever it is, you don't, you can't know. Sometimes we even don't know what we want. So in a, in a partnership, I encourage everyone, it's really like communication, asking, and really feel this, build this trust on all kinds of levels. Yeah, when mm. it then comes to, com to, to intimacy, to physical intimacy, also here, talking, 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 communicate. So what I'm, so I can, for example, what I do when I have a new lover or it looks like, oh, there will be there's some chemistry and we will be intimate. I first have a 
talk, which we call the RBDSM talk. And this happens before we go further. And this, what we are clarifying here is R, what's the relationship status? Then D, what are your desires? B, what are your boundaries? S, for sexual health. Me, meaning, M, meaning, and A, aftercare. Yeah? In this kind of conversation, before I go into intimacy, I said it in this example with a lover, but I also do it on a regular base with my main partner. Yeah? So then you really dive deep into, do you really know your own desires? Do you know the mm. boundaries? And also what you also, what I feel in this kind of conversation, it's like, how honest is the person? How far is the person really to be able to speak their truth? Yeah. And mm. also what is beautiful to talk before something is happening about meaning. Why are we here? And aftercare, what is happening afterwards? I don't want to be in contact with you anymore. Or I would love to that you're calling me tomorrow. How does that feel for you? Yeah. Mm. So back to the relationship is... For both of you, for example, when you're in a relationship, I, I encourage you to, to, to brief together, to do honesty conversations. So for me, next to the physical intimacy, also the emotional intimacy is so, so, so beautiful with my partner and also with my good friends. You know, we are, when we meet each other, we just don't do chit chat. We are also talking about what is your deepest fear at the moment? What is your desire what is the secret you have you never told anyone yet yeah so this is also what why i'm also loving that is a i get to know the other person better and also if 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 we learn that there is not really secret if we learn to really verbalize what is maybe uncomfortable yeah then we also in the bedroom we are we are brave enough brave yeah, to really communicate honestly. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. So to our listeners this evening, we've got um, Annika Lip that is joining us on a consent class on Kinky Classes, episode two within the first semester. Um, somebody keeps on trying to phone in. Rue, this is a closed panel this evening. It's only myself, um, our guest, and my co-host, Miss Kitten, that's um, hosting the this evening's show. Moving on, on this topic, Miss um, Kitten, when, when you approach a... Um, how can I, what's the right word? When you create, when you approach a negotiation for a play within your, um, your dynamics, how would you use consent um, within a partnership when it comes to? I think for, I think for me, the biggest, the biggest thing Dolls, is that um, I have capacity for what's about to happen and that my partner has capacity for what is about to happen. And I think capacity is a big thing in life. We, we so, we so trained to say yes in life that we load our plates with absolutely everything for everybody else without looking at how we're feeling in the moment. So for my plays, we use a capacity check-in system um, and we have a number out of 10 for a physical capacity and a number out of 10 for an emotional capacity. When we're playing with BDSM, the, the biochemistry that we're using 
Um, we're going to use a lot that's designed to be used over a long period of time. We're going to use it in a very short period of time and we're going to flood our body, which is the reaction that we're looking for, which is amazing and it's great, but it means that tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to feel so great and I'm going to need to be able to replace that. So if I start off from a very low capacity before a play, I'm going to go through the floor and Monday is going to be really super hard. And I think I think the whole thing in managing your 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 kink life in comparison to your normal life is that you still have to adult. You still have to have this risk budget that exists that says you've got to go to work on a Monday morning. Um, you can't you can't lie in bed for five days. You can't afford you can't afford to drop your responsibilities because when you're starting to drop your responsibilities because your weekend's been too hard. And come on, we all did that in our twenties. Um, you're not adulting and unfortunately you've you you still got to, i've still got to pay the bills some of us don't but i've still got to pay my own bills so looking at my capacity before a play is my first step and then looking at the capacity of the other person and because my plays are not just um are not are, are, are big and are going to are literally trauma bonding with somebody it's important for me to know that that person had capacity and can maintain capacity and then can maintain their own self-care and Annika mentioned aftercare which is amazing I love the the acronym that you mentioned I thought that was really well thought out and really clever because it covers everything but for me that aftercare is you can only negotiate that aftercare and you only know what you need if you're looking after yourself well to start with so the whole mm. thing starts with self-care that self-care enables the capacity. The capacity enables you to have enough to, for, to recover from the play. And then you're able to bring to the table what you want to in the negotiation because you understand what you need. You understand physically how you need to repair. You understand mentally what you need to repair. So you have the, the capacity to ask people um, and the understanding of yourself to ask for what you need. And the other thing that I, I think we need to negotiate a little bit in this whole situation is how do we feel validated for our vulnerability? What we're giving over, what do we need back from the other person? And that is the one thing that I feel is really important in the negotiation side when we're talking about consent. Because if the other person's not able to provide that for us, we need to give them the chance up front. So I loved what Annika said about what's going to happen tomorrow morning? Are you going to phone me? Um, you know, are we not going to speak to each other? Um, you know, what's happening there? And, and, they're allowed to say no, like that's the honest truth. And rather they say no upfront so that you have all the facts on the table and you can make a, a, a decision upfront based on the consent, based on the information for consent, then you get a surprise the next morning and the guy ghosts you or the girl ghosts you and doesn't answer the phone. So, you know, all in all, it's, it's, it's a really ethical way of putting a relationship together. The other thing that I really loved about what Annika said is this communication thing. We, we hardly communicate with anybody anymore. So the more we can communicate with our partners and, our, and the people that we are giving this vulnerability to, um, the, the, the easier the, the long-term commitment is and the deeper the cubic depth of relationship becomes. So yeah, I just really seconded what Annika said. And um, for me, that capacity check-ins made a big difference, lols. You know, we, we use it if I'm standing in the kitchen and it's been a really long day and I'm really not in the mood for my in-laws. I can raise a finger that looks like I'm raising a peace sign, but it's not, it's my secret code for, 
um, I'm a two, and if you don't get me out of here soon, I'm going to fall through the floor. So it's just a way to communicate. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, my owners might not think I'm being really, really groovy, but I'm not. I'm trying to tell my partner that I need out immediately. Um, mm. And the numbers for me, the numbers for me are an easier way because we tend to tell people that we're fine. We tend to use words like fine, okay, it's all right. When it's not, because we've been so trained in society to always be okay, it's not acceptable mm. not to be. So sometimes giving that a number, it's easier to express I'm a three out of 10 today, I need some self-care, I can't do this, um, than to say, I really feel lousy, you know, or this is what's wrong. That Sometimes that's the hard part. The numbers become easier and easier. Um, when I started them, I was super competitive. So like, I would never be a five. I'm a nine. I'm always going to be a nine. <laughs> no to be a five. But being a five and owning it is great because it means that I'm giving my partner the information that he that he can he can respond differently in the scene to me. So he doesn't have to. I'm not saying don't kink because you're a five. Look, I'm saying don't kink with me when you're a five because I'm going to floor you. But um. <laughs> Um, but you can then have a softer scene or something more sensual or something more gentle, but it's bringing that honesty to the table. And I, I think that's what the, what kink is really about more than anything else is the negotiation before and the ability to be, to be honest about ourselves. So it's really freeing to be able to say no and to hear it. So I have some games, I'll mention them a bit later, but they, that I use to, to start the communication in, in intimacy off between partners. And they're really quite fun games. So maybe we can play them at the end or something. I love that. Listen, that's one thing that I learned from you that um, I didn't I didn't practice in my life before, you know, before being friends with you is the fact that I now have the ability to say, listen, guys. And I mean, you and I were on the phone just yesterday afternoon, right? And I'm saying to you, I can't, I, I can't. I'm my capacity is two. That's it. I, I'm, I'm literally now a two. And that's physically and mentally because Lola's house hunting. So sometimes you just, you and I mean that's Lala always has time and, and energy for everything right but you do need to get to a point where you say this is me this is my capacity I don't I'm, I cannot be self-consenting at the moment because my capacity is at a two so don't even ask me you know to to give away consent because that's the last thing I, I can't even focus on work at the moment so I can't focus on being a human at the moment that's that's how low I am um, everything's just too much and then you can't give away consent if you feeling like that because you're not going to be making an honest decision or going to be honest with your partner or going to be honest with whoever you're negotiating a play with and i think that's very important to to realize and for the listeners to know that some sometimes and and that's exactly what we what we're saying now is in this coercion culture you know it's difficult because you've been so trained to always say yes i can take more yes i can take more i mean miss kitten you just said that um even you in the beginning you wanted to always be nine and you're going to be a nine and you're always going to be a nine and that's not okay and, and we hear this phrase quite often lately is it's okay not to be okay and it doesn't necessarily mean you mentally okay not okay or you physically not okay but it's just you not you're not in a space to give away consent because you aren't at capacity so consent and capacity obviously need to go hand in hand 
Um, Annika, what would you say is the benefits of a relationship based on consent culture versus, versus this coercion culture that we keep on hearing of? Yeah, for me, I would just I, uh, somewhere in the mention, if it's in my bio, it's just mentioned, I'm a seeker of truth. So for me, the consent means like you are closer to yourself, I can trust you more, and with that, on all levels, I can go deeper with you not just in mm. a sexual way also like i can trust you when i ask you can you pick up my granny or whatever it is so it is for me more trust and i can play better yeah mm. so because everything else is just force obviously um miss kitten what would you say is uh, give us the definition of cohesion culture before before we we teach on this and we our listeners don't even know what it is. Um, I think coercion culture, sure. Um, probably the one thing I don't have a definition for. Lol's well done. Um, <laughs> coercion culture. Coercion culture is this forced, forced yes, this zero accountability where everybody we we shamed into into we shamed into a position to say yes the whole time and it's against our free will almost it's against our our, our body's natural rhythm um and we're doing it because we don't want to disappoint somebody we're doing it because we we don't want to be shamed we don't want to be less than our worth is measured on it um and that's absolutely terrible because we measure our self-worth in this community by you know in 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 our social situations um by our jobs and um our um and how much we how much we we do but we forget about who we are at the end of the day and we stop consenting with ourselves because we're so busy pleasing everybody and trying to keep to a set standard and we just we just forget to be honest with ourselves and we forget what what really feels good and what a real yes actually feels like um and i think we get a bit numb to the whole thing we get numb in our relationships yeah and we just we we're taught in coercion culture that we must fight a no the whole time. So if you get a no at work or a no in 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 a, in a in a conversation, you'll use any excuse to push that no till it becomes a yes instead of accepting that no as gratefully. I mean, no is actually a fabulous thing. It's providing information about the other person, and we need to be present enough to be able to say. Like, that's good. I'm so glad we got information on you. We can now go to something else. We don't have to stay at this situation. And no is not, hearing a no is not, um, it's nothing about my self-worth. That's the other person's desires. It, it, I'm so grateful when somebody gives me a no because it clarifies the situation. And clear is kind. The more clarity I have, the less I have to guess. Mm, I love that. It makes a lot of sense as well, if you think of it in, in that way, the way um, you obviously just explained it. Listeners, this evening we are discussing consent, we're getting clarity on the subject, and we are um, fortunate enough to have the wonderful Annika Lip as our guest this evening in studio. 
we need to go to a short commercial break, but when we return, we're going to be discussing a little bit more on how we apply consent to our lives, what exercises we can do to include this, and just the general definition of what is consent and why do we need it um, within the kink community, because that's always important. We can't be telling you guys to use something, but we can't, we, we're not telling you why you need to use it. So when we come back, please go and refill your glasses of, of juice or, or water because, guys, we don't kink and drink. We practice safe, sane, and sober, consensual kink. And more on that when we come back after the short, intermittent commercial break. Hi, my name is Annika. Do you know that feeling of having intimacy with another or with yourself and just not feeling fulfilled? So the question is, do you really know what you want? Do you know how a yes feels in your body and how a no feels in your body? And really from your body and not from a rational headspace? And are you completely aware of how do you want to be touched? And how do you want to touch another? And if you do so, how do you communicate this in a clear and loving way? This and other topics I'm covering in my workshops, and I look forward to welcoming you there. Find me on Facebook or Insta with my name Annika Lip. A double N I K A L I double P. Or contact me via WhatsApp 
views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised. And we are back after a short break with class number two in semester number one of Kinky Classes. Kinky Classes is hosted by myself and the infamous, beautiful, gorgeous Miss Kitten herself. We are joined this evening by Annika Lip. Annika Lip is a beautiful lady with a gorgeous accent. She's a tantric and ceremonial practitioner who's dedicated to the pursuit of truth, valuing honesty, authentic connections, and clear communications. She conducts workshops and events in the field of tantra. Annika's deeply passionate about empowering others to embrace and embody their authentic selves, guiding them on a journey towards greater self-discovery and truth. I mean, what an introduction. Annika, you are an amazing human being. I have fallen in love with you and the little bit of tantra that I've that I've come to learn from, from you. And I think it's a beautiful way of discovering something sensual and something sacred, not only within our relationships, Relationships, but within ourselves. We're discussing consent this evening and Annika is helping us through this journey. Annika, I want to find out from you, how would you say people can use consent and apply it in our daily lives? Because it's not always easy. You hear about this, this, this concept of consent and we hear about coercion culture and consent culture and having capacity and all of these things we've, we've heard in the, in the first half of the show for those listeners that have just joined. Um, but how do we actually go about applying consent into our daily lives? Yeah, beautiful question. Thank you very much. Yeah, so for me, it is about connect, start with connection, connection with our body and also connection with the surroundings. So for me, like as an ongoing practice for years, it's really feeling the connections also with the elements, feeling the connections with animals, with plants, yeah, so and obviously also with other humans. So my, my, in that I'm getting better and better to feel all of these connections, to feel that we are all connected with that. I am see, I am having more capacity and to really feel where I am at. Like for example, Miss Kitten said, check in with your capacity, feel your yes, feel your no. So this is actually more or less the groundwork for me, for everyone, really listen to your body and feel real connection. And then it is about communicate that, yeah. Have open dialogues with your friends, with your lovers, with um, with your colleagues. Really, don't 
be as honest as possible. As possible means like I have this very like, I'm very honest and I also tried it at my office job and I realized that was not always a good case, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> okay, with my boss, I should not be always honest. <laughs> That's hilarious. Be, yeah, no, it's like, he's like, yeah. Um, be honest, yeah, because also when you know your truth and you learn to communicate something which really maybe sometimes you feel like, oh, that's a bit weird for the other person when I say that. To learn that, you are also get out of this pattern of everyone. The woman should smile. The man never is allowed to, to um, cry and so on. Yeah, so I then, yeah. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry for interrupting. I think it's a very uncomfortable concept sometimes, right? It's uncomfortable to be brutally honest, and that's what I'm hearing hearing in what you're saying right now. <laughs> I didn't find it uncomfortable. I love it, but my mm. approach is also. I was just assisting at a tantra worship uh, longer one retreat in November, and at one point I just said, "Guys, for myself." I don't want to that someone is kind. I want honesty. And I really loved what Miss Tiffin just said before the break. She says, like, clear is kind. Yeah? Mm. And also, honesty is kind. For example, I have, um, I meet someone for coffee, and then there, there is a message like, oh, yeah, that was very nice. But in the end, they didn't like the conversation with me. So what is mm. kind? To receive this kind message of like, oh, that was lovely which is a lie, yeah, and mm. makes you like, maybe my nervous system anyways picked it up, or the honesty of like, thank you for the time. Um, I have the feeling that, um, that our conversations is not based on the same values, and from my side, I would love not to continue. So for me, honesty, yeah, many people think that is brutal, and, uh, but I love it. <laughs> Honesty is beautiful. I think I, I think it's a gorgeous concept. Um, so the, everybody, anybody that knows me well enough, Miss Kitten has now found that out about me as well. Anybody that knows me good enough knows Lola doesn't have the capacity to lie. <laughs> I'm a very bad liar. I, I start yeah. I start mumbling over my words, and also um, I don't have enough capacity inside of myself to remember my lies <laughs> because I'm too busy. <laughs> So, and that's, I'm lucky like that. I also base my life, my, my, my life, listen to the Afrikaans coming out of me. <laughs> I base my life um, solely off of honesty. But I think for some people, especially when you speak about, um, you know, Lola has no filters either. Somebody just said on the chat, that's very true, Lola has no filters. I think when it comes to a place of, of business, especially, then it becomes an uncomfortable, an uncomfortable um topic um being being 100 percent brutally honest and sometimes it's not very easy sometimes there is there there are people that are i saw earlier in the chat somebody mentioned being a people pleaser um i think for somebody that's a people pleaser it can be very very daunting to um have to be self-consenting enough to be able to say no i don't feel comfortable with this no and like you said earlier annika um no is a, is a full sentence on its own so i think it becomes uncomfortable miss kitten what do you have to say about this 
Um, I think that I think that learning to use no um is a skill. Um, and I think that we can be kind when we use the word no. Um, I think if you practice, I have a um a little game that that I play. So if I ask you a question and I or you ask ask me for something and I simply flat out say no. It's quite abrupt for you to hear that. It's quite it's quite alarming. Your body's going to react to that. You're going to sort of move away from me. You're going to shut down a bit. Your 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 nervous system is going to want to retaliate a little bit. Um, so I I can communicate that in a better way. So when when we teach no in the BDSM community, we teach no as thank you, but no thank you. So that mm. we are we are acknowledging that the person made an offer. And then we're just gently saying that the offer's not for me so that it doesn't become a personal attack because there's definitely different ways to pro to pose the question so um so thanks but no thanks it, it, that's a complete sentence for me sometimes it's uh, sometimes a hard no but, but it creates pushback that's unnecessary because of our trained trauma responses so i just think that being considerate in the situation sometimes goes a long way to building the cubic depth of the conversation um mm. there's there's lots of ways you can say it but i don't be i don't think you must be scared to say it what what i find is a really great exercise is if you sit down with your partner and your partner's only allowed to say no to you you can pose 50 questions to them do you want me to wash the dishes? Do you want me to wash the car? Do you want me to do the laundry? Note, I'm only saying this when he can say no. I'm not saying this when he can say yes. Do you want me to give you a million rand? Do you want me to rub your back? Do you want me to give you... Um... <laughs> I was going to say a blowjob, but I won't. I'll leave that out. We were thinking no, the same no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to ask him while he's saying no. I'm not going to ask him when he can say yes. So I'm asking all these things, and he's saying no. I'm completely accepting of that no because I know it's the only answer that I'm going to receive. So I'm mm. not expecting anything else. So my expectations are lowered. So after I've done that for a minute, I've heard his nose and I have been completely fine with it. Then we swap around and he hears my nose and he asks me all the questions. Then we make it a yes, no game. And I'm more selective with the questions. I don't offer to do the dishes. I don't offer to give him a blowjob. I don't offer to do the laundry. <laughs> and, and, in doing, and in doing that, um, you know, I get to read his body language a little bit, but I give him up. I give I give him opportunity to hear my nose. I hear his nose, and that game itself leads me to be a little bit braver in my request because when he can only say no, I can ask him anything I like. So it means that I can put my deepest, darkest fantasies on the table. It means that I can express myself with no fear of rejection, um, because I'm expecting the rejection anyway, and it's just a game. So it 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 really leads to quite a bit more intimate reactions. And I've had a couple of a couple of people that have come back to me after that game and said, "Geez, you know, she my wife mentioned this in the session, and then we went home and and I broached it again, and we did that thing, and it was frigging awesome." and if we hadn't played the game we wouldn't have got there so it's a nice way it's a nice way to relieve the tension to take all the expectations off the situation and to hear the word without it having impact and then you realize that the word itself doesn't need to have impact because it's actually not about you it's about the other person and what they need from the situation and i just the one thing we haven't mentioned about consent tonight is that consent can be revoked at any point so even if you say yes in the beginning, you're allowed to say no five minutes later. People are allowed to change their minds. 
And I think in kink, that's really important because we can get into a situation, we can be balls to the wall or balls to the board, in my case, most <laughs> And we can be, you know, we can be going for it, 16 nails, four, four different hammers, off we go. And well, you can change your mind. You can cop out of the situation. You don't have to be there. It's not the Olympics. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to, to, to make a change. And it has nothing to do with the other person. Your mind checks out sometimes. Sometimes your energy is done. You, you've, you, you don't quite realize um, and you need a break. These are all okay. Like, like I don't know, like why we need to see everything out to the end until we we have we're dead or buried. You know, I think we need to be kinder to ourselves with the with 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 how we treat ourselves in the situation. I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm. Annika, I want to go back to something you said a little bit earlier. You said that, and I'm just kidding. Just mention it again. Is um once you've said once you've given consent, consent can be taken away again. You don't necessarily, you know, if if you think you're going to you're going to enjoy something, and then all of a sudden, but your body, you're feeling in your body, and this is this is something I'm sure all of the listeners can resonate with because I'm sure everybody has said yes to something at some point in their lives, and they thought they wanted it, but once they got it, it's like oh no, but I didn't really. This isn't really what I wanted. This isn't really what I've signed up for. So how do you go about um, retracting consent, would you say, Annika? Um, when it comes to you've, you've given consent already and then all of a sudden you get that pit feeling in your body and your body is saying no. How do you go about just saying, oh, sorry, it was a yes, but it's now a no? Yo, actually, I'm not even saying I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's absolutely <laughs> necessary, definitely necessary, because we don't, you know, beforehand we are thinking about things, right? And you can imagine things, but exactly like you said, when you're then in the situation, for whatever reason, you don't want that anymore, you say that straight mm. away, absolutely. You can always take that away. Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. So yes, can always and should be a no, can change into a no, but mm. not the other way around. Yeah, I'm very strict in when you say like you will, you massaging another person in every body part, but not the face. And then the person is enjoying it. And it's like, I know I said not the face, but actually now I want it. No, at my point of view, you can't change a no to yes but definitely a yes to a no what mm. i frequently always also do is that something very like a little bit edgy or something i haven't experienced before i personally also like to play with this uh, the, so the stop is hands off straight away but sometimes i try to like with a with um with a pause yeah when there is something mm. and I'm like, oh, what is this? I don't I'm not sure. I let the person pause. So then my nervous system and my whole being can be like, wow, that's unusual. But is it like uncomfortable or just unusual? And then I can continue or stop. But this has definitely be have has to be um, completely straightforward. Like if it's a stop, if it's a no, hands off. Absolutely, mm. that is very important. And also what Miss Kitten said, a no is not about the other person. The no can be like, because I don't feel it or some memories or some trauma gets activated or for whatever reason, it's not against the other person. Miss Kitten? 
How do you feel about it? I think I think we just I think because our, our risk factors are higher um in what we do in kink, we have quite a good system. Um it's called the traffic light system, because you're never gonna remember that. Um and we literally use a red, yellow, green. So green is good, green is sexy, green means go, green means I'm loving this, green is feedback, green is positive feedback. And I have to say, like a lot of times in kink, um because the experience is new for a lot of people, um, generally they're very quiet and they don't they don't quite know how to respond. So if you give them a simple a simple simple terms like green, they can keep responding to you. That gives you as a person administering whatever's whatever's happening in the situation feedback. Feedback is the most awesome thing in the world. It's far better than having somebody lie there and grunt twice in half an hour and you're not sure if that grunt means I'm dying inside or I'm really loving this. Like it, it's really much easier for the guy to or the guy or the girl to say green, green, oh so green, mm, green. That is so much more positive for me and that makes me want to try harder, that makes me want to put more effort in and then like Annika said if something happens that they're unsure of we use the word we use the word yellow or orange, which just mm. means I need a break. Not quite sure what that was. I'm not sure if you wanted more or you wanted harder or softer or in a different spot, but I need a break. This is not working for me right now, which again mm. has nothing to do with the top. It's got to do with the bottom. And then like Annika said, when when they when they call it as a no, which we call a red, we call a total stop. So that means you've checked out completely, game's over. We live to fight another day. The Warriors can come back on Monday and we, we debrief and we have a chat about why that red happened. Was it something that we that got triggered? Um, was it something that just got too much? Was it something that you got really bored? And then the new one in the Cape Town community is purple. So if you call purple during a play, it means you're thoroughly bored and you'd like your top to move on. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, leave it to Cape, listen, leave it to Cape Town to absolutely put a color to everything. I'm just saying <laughs> that must be a Cape Town thing. <laughs> I loved what Annika said about the, the, your limits get put down in front and we don't renegotiate. And the reason we don't renegotiate a hard limit in play is because when you had capacity, when you had no biochemistry flooding around your body, when you're a clear mind and body, you were able to say, that's not what I want. Now you're in a situation where all these feel good hormones are floating around your body. Yeah, you want to push the boundaries, you want to try things. But that's not your ethical self talking. That is all those chemicals talking that are flying around your body. And they're not helping you make good, good decisions. So we talk about mm. capacity beforehand, we have to be in the right frame of mind. So when we talk about capacity, we can't be drunk, we can't be we can't be on substance, we have to be 100% clear minded when we're making the decision. And during play, it's so important that we stick to those boundaries, because it creates the, the, the cubicle of trust that we're going to work in for the rest of our time together. And there's, you can always change the boundary for the next negotiation, but changing the boundary on the day just, just isn't the right way to go. And no top should be doing that. No bottom should be asking their top to do it. And again, coercion culture comes in where, the, where, the, where, where we are so used to saying yes, that we're often in a situation like that. And I see a lot of trauma coming out of situations like that. So I really, as a player, I, my, we only do what we've negotiated. 
Mm. Annika, I want to go back to, and this is going to stem on what Miss Kitten has just said, um, being able to renegotiate. So um, a bit earlier you mentioned that a yes can always become a no, but a no can, you know, you, it can't go the other way around. Um, obviously we're talking about during a play, right? Because we understand that people evolve and your your likes and your dislikes and your um, your kinks evolve as well. So how would you go about if you had a hard limit and you had your, your consent, there was no consent for something um, within your partnership at a previous play, but you feel you've now evolved and you want to put this back on the table, but you didn't have consent for this before how how would you go about um renegotiating something like this yeah so every time when when i'm yeah coming so every time is a new start right so every time i will talk about that again and again yeah so like i said in the play there is no change in regards of like that the no will become a yes for the next time, it's like, oh, what are your boundaries today? What are your desires today? Mm. Yeah. And what is also important for me when we're talking about that, that also, th for example, when, when we are like one person is serving and the other person is accepting or the other person is allowing and taking, um, it's for both, hey? So for both. Also, when I'm as a receiver, I'm receiving touch, I can say no but also for the person who is giving they also have to in my point of view have to stick to their truth and now they d while we are intimate they don't want to give me whatever their consent per first like that they will they also has to have to say no do you know what i mean so it's really yes. goes for everyone who is involved mm. and then next time it's a new play it's a, it's a new conversation about the desires and about the boundaries mm. i think that's a beautiful way of looking at it i think it makes a lot of sense um and i think it's it's really something that people need to strongly consider doing in their daily lives as well not like we said earlier not just necessarily during play or not just necessarily during your intimate moments with your partner but in every day as well we spoke about consent this evening to all of the listeners that have um recently joined unfortunately the class is nearing its end if you guys want to re-listen to this class please go to the last um the last m.podbean.com all of the classes including the other shows in this um within this production are all available for re-listens and for downloads to listen at your leisure we were joined this evening by the the absolutely phenomenal Annika Lip during this consent class and we discovered and we we clarified this topic of consent we almost didn't even touch on even on on every part because there's so much to say i mean if you take a look at miss kitten's class her workshop on consent itself the last workshop i attended was like three and a half hours so this hour little segment that we had this evening doesn't even come close to everything that we need to discuss within consent 
Within the next couple of episodes of Kinky Classes, gosh guys, we've got a hell of a lineup planned for you guys. Um, let me just quickly get to it. While I get to it, um, Miss Miss Kitten, can you tell us more about next week's guest? I mean, she's on the, I, I can see her chatting away on the show, um, on the actual app. It's it's a, a gorgeous lady, and, uh, and again, and a gorgeous lady. Miss Kitten, can you tell us a little bit more about next week's guest? So um, next week I'm going to be talking about navigating negotiation and um, I have the absolutely dynamic and authentic Domine Faye who is going to be my guest and I'm really excited um, and I think we connected really well. I find her one of the most authentic and ethical tops that I've played with. Um, she's also um, I'm involved with Tantra and um, um, she's just so easy to connect with um, and I really like the way that she outlines her negotiations and she puts all her facts on the table and that she is so eager for information and she's always researching the topics that she's using um, um, and that she's interested in and everything that you see coming out of the dungeon um, is a practiced art so huge respect for this young lady like I loved playing with her she um, she topped for me when I was up in Joburg and I had the most incredible smile on my face for days afterwards um, I really um, take my hat off to her and I would definitely use her more if she was in Cape Town um, so mm -hmm. I'm very excited to be chatting to her about negotiation I want to say as well I have um, my proper consent workshop will run tomorrow night so the link is in the post maybe um, in the chat maybe that can be posted again um, if we could post it in black and not in white so we can read it um, um, and we um, we're going to talk through the whole framework of consent tomorrow night and it's it sounds long and it sounds tedious but it's really important and it's really made an empowering difference in my friendships in my work relationships in how I view myself and in how I deal with daily life so I encourage anybody who is looking to get into BDSM to come to my consent workshop. Um, if price is a barrier, you guys all should have me on FedLife, send me a DM. I'm happy to give you a discount or to give you um, to give you a ticket. Consent is for everybody. It should be used in every situation. Um, and I just welcome anybody who wants to listen tomorrow night. Thank you. So for the rest of this season, you guys can look forward to navigating, negotiating. We're going to be doing an episode on self-care before aftercare because both spectrums are important. We're going to do spanks and sparkles. That would be impact 101. We're doing tough ties. That would be rope 101. We're going to be discussing the other rack. That's not your booby rack. That's going to be the other rack risk. Um, it is rack, is rack risk and reality. There we go. And um, then the last, the very last episode on this um, podcast for Kinky Classes is going to be butt stuff. That's going to be a very exciting one. This evening, like I said earlier, we had the amazing Annika Lip that joined us. Annika is a um, 
tantric ceremonial practitioner who's dedicated to the pursuit of truth. And I love that because everybody knows now Lola can't lie. <laughs> she values honesty, authentic connections and clear communications. She conducts workshops and events in the field of Tantra. And is deeply passionate about empowering others to embrace and embody their authentic selves, guiding them on a journey towards greater self-discovery and truth. What I found out a bit earlier this evening when I was speaking to Annika just before the show is, Annika, we're actually interviewing Lola and Miss Carmen are actually interviewing one of your friends on Friday night's episode because we've got another tantric goddess um, that's joining us. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. You will be on show on air with my beautiful friend Tara. Yes. And how long have you guys known each other? Quite some time? Yeah, a couple of years, and she is really one of my closest friends. We will even be on a weekend away together while she is with you on air on Friday. <laughs> oh, that's going to be exciting. We might just pull you in for that one too. Yeah, we, will share, we are sharing a room. so. <laughs> oh, fabulous. We'll have a two-for-one special. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic. So, guys, um, if you follow the Lola's Lessons um, Enterprises, the whole production, on Friday nights we are going to be doing Tantra Time with Tara Rose on Saturday evening we've got an episode called Probably Polly because if you're not a swinger and you're non-monogamous then you're probably Polly and that's going to be with the hottie himself Mr. Dragon Mr. Black Dragon and on that note it's time to end this evening's show it makes me sad because I need to wait a whole week before we get to speak to our wonderful listeners again and give, and give them some classes on consent and all of the other fun stuff that we do during the Kinky Classes franchise on that note, I'm going to end the show. Good night, listeners. We love you. Good night, Miss Kitten. Good night, Annika. Have a lovely week. Miss Kitten, are you not going to say good night? I'm going to say good night. I'm getting there. I'm rushing. <laughs> <laughs> I never really want to go. I want to stay here. I just want to say Tara, Tara, who you entering on Friday, is one of the most epic people in my community. I absolutely think she is an incredible human being. I've also known her for ages um, and I just have so much love and respect for her. You guys are going to have the best time and I'm slightly jealous that I'm not there. That's a little bit unfair because she's just awesome. So um, <laughs> send her my love and um, I wish you guys the best. And I just want to say to Annika, I love what you're doing with consent. Um, I loved your message tonight. It sat so well with me. Um, and thank you for, for the privilege of having you on the show tonight and to be able to connect like this and to see that two communities are, are on the same path is just beautiful for me. And um, I really enjoyed this interaction. And um, I send you all the love and light from my corner and um, wish you wish you well for the for the coming year. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. It was an absolute honor to be here on the show. I have to say I was quite nervous, but I really loved it all. And yeah, for me, what you just said, Miss Kitten, from my and my point of view, the Tantra and the King theme, there there's a big, big, big overlap. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So thank you very, very much. And Lola, thank you so much for hosting us. And yeah, I will definitely listen to every other episode as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank Excited. You. And that's it from us listeners. Have a good week. Have a good night. And remember to kink responsibly.
Hi, my name is Annika. Do you know that feeling of having intimacy with another or with yourself and just not feeling fulfilled? So the question is, do you really know what you want? Do you know how a yes feels in your body and how a no feels in your body? And really from your body and not from a rational headspace. And are you completely aware of how do you want to be touched? And how do you want to touch another? And if you do so, how do you communicate this in a clear and loving way? This and other topics I'm covering in my workshops and I look forward to welcoming you there. Find me on Facebook or Insta with my name Annika Lip. A-N-N-I-K-A-L-I-P-P or contact me via WhatsApp 079-3517-864. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised.